Hello, all, and welcome to the Relationship Renovation Podcast. I'm Tara Kerwin. And my name is EJ Kerwin. Hello, EJ. Hello, Tara. How are you today? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. I'm excited for our podcast today because to me, it is like the one ingredient you need over anything else yeah. in order to make a relationship work. And it took a second for us to come up with a name for this episode, right? But, it you, did. but you put it together. I did. Yes. And so the topic today is I can be me. I can be me. Ooh, what is me? Who is me? Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> so we are really talking today about emotional safety. And I think some people hear that word like therapists and we're like, oh yeah, we know what that is. And some people are like, what in the world are you talking about? And so I thought a great way to start off, EJ, would be to get each other's definitions of what emotional safety is for you and for me. So I'm okay. going to kind of put you in the hot seat first. All right. I was not prepared, but I think I can, okay. I can roll with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, emotional safety. I mean, I think emotional safety definitely is what you announced in the title is like, I can be me, you know, emotional safety is an atmosphere where I feel free to be myself, that I can be my best self and I can stumble, you know, that this is again, is just for me, it's safe to not always get it right to be accepted in my entirety. And that doesn't necessarily mean that I can't take feedback if it's not, you know, constructive criticism or whatever, but it's ultimately at the end of the day that I can let my walls down and I can be who I really am. I can be vulnerable. There's another big part, like I can be vulnerable. It's safe to do that. It's not like if I drop my walls that I'm going to be attacked. Okay. Yeah, really. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, how about, so Tara, what does emotional safety mean to you? I'm going to start with a somatic feeling first. And every individual is so unique and we all come from different backgrounds and different types of attachment. And I won't get into all of that, but it definitely kind of builds cases uniquely for each individual around what emotional safety is. And so my feeling of what emotional safety is, is feeling that I'm protected and supported no matter what, unconditionally, really, around who I am and when I don't know who I am. And an acceptance, an unconditional positive regard for almost just me as a human with a beating heart that's alive and and that in our relationship, to me, that we're both trying really hard to shed things that keep us separate and that we lean in, even when it's about each other, into each other's suffering, because that's when I feel really safe and protected when like, instead of you getting defensive because I'm saying something that made me mad, you're like, I hear that this is really hard for you or whatever. Instead of like getting defensive and like feeling separate from me, which is we've done that for so long because we're still learning. We still do that. Like EJ says in previous podcasts, we're definitely recovering faster. But when we can be there for each other's suffering instead of use our own default like walls, 
that to me is emotional safety. And I think emotional safety is so important and we talk about it so frequently because of the fact that in so many other aspects of our lives, we have to keep our walls up, you know, that we have to be protecting ourselves. A lot of times in people's work environments or even with family, you know, I mean, our walls are most often built out of our upbringing. And so we've constructed them instinctively as a child in order to create an atmosphere where we feel safe. And then we get into relationship and we want to have that deep bond with somebody. We want to feel connected. We want to be loved. And what that means is that this person is going to accept me. Well, and we also want our needs to be met that weren't met when we were younger. And I cannot talk from a person that grew up in a secure environment, right? Because I'm sure emotional safety for someone who's got a a secure attachment, meaning you had parents that were attuned and really cultivated a healthy sense of self and where you always felt safe, right? I can't come from that perspective because that is not my life. I've built secure attachment with you, EJ, because of a lot of the work and stuff. But I can say for me, like being able to come from an anxious, preoccupied attachment to secure attachment in my middle adulthood. I'm not going to call it later because I don't know what later is even. (laughs) Hey, let's call it early adulthood. What the heck? It's so amazing like that it can shift. And so I just, you know, when I am talking, I am talking from uh, growing up with a difficult (laughs) childhood environment. And so my needs might feel and be different from those who were grew up in a secure environment. And I am also going to say that a lot of, and I, I'm trying not to like stereotype secure attachment versus anxious or fearful attachment, but a lot of people that come in for therapy or for couples counseling, they had to grow up with walls around them and build walls to feel safe because they didn't have that environment developing a secure attachment. And so emotional safety in our work, in my life, is the main ingredient to make everything else work. And again, it takes work that if you didn't have that environment growing up, that healthy sense of self, that feeling like loved and supported no matter what, unconditional, special, if we didn't have that, and a lot of us don't, It takes a lot of work to create emotional safety in an intimate relationship. And I think what's especially challenging about creating that emotional safety and creating that environment where I can be me is that each of us as individuals have different sort of levels of walls. Right. You know, that even though I did not grow up in an environment that was as profoundly unsafe as you did. Is that okay to say that? Absolutely. I established my own walls. Right. Growing up in the family I grew up in, dealing with whatever I dealt with, zero to 18, that created my own walls. And that doesn't make them any less hard to deconstruct. Right. And that's been something that also I think you've sort of like challenged me on a lot is that sometimes when you grow up in an environment that's not as profoundly unsafe, you're like, no, well, I'm fine. I'm okay. 
you know, this is this is like the way I run my operating system <laughs> is all right. And you've been really good about saying like, no, you have to like look at yourself. And then what I had this like, you know, hugely eye-opening experience in our relationship was like, oh my gosh, I don't feel entirely comfortable being me. I really struggle to feel emotionally safe. And that's about me. You know, certainly we're working on our relationship and we're trying to create an emotionally safe environment within the relationship, but we're also working on taking the steps to become emotionally safe internally. And I think that's a big thing that I missed. In some ways, I feel like this is like this is a huge aha moment for me right now is like that establishing emotional safety isn't just about creating an atmosphere around yourself. It's creating an atmosphere internally. That's the start of it. Right. And maybe it started because of all the chaos in the relationship, but it is definitely the start of when there is something difficult, uncomfortable, suffering. I cannot expect you to make me feel safe. And those, I want you to. I mean, I was, come on and just come and protect me and hold me and like be the dad I never had. Right. Like that's, that is unrealistic. That would never happen. And then I, I wouldn't have even known that, oh, shucks, I have to do this for myself first. Well, and maybe that's like, you know, for a lot of people and, and definitely with us is like, you know, sometimes these things that you ask of me that you need me to create in the environment of us, it's is definitely about like, wow, like I have to feel free to be me here inside my own skin so that then I can completely accept you, have your back, make you feel safe. I mean, that's a huge thing we're working on in our relationship right now is you're like, I needed to feel safe. And I want to clarify two things because when I use the word safe, and I've used this a lot in sessions I've done with couples, it's like, I've never, we've never hit each other. We're not volatile like that. We're not, how do you not feel safe? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like people will get very defensive around the word safe. You know, I understand like that's a word that feels very, it's a big word. And if someone's not feeling safe, like one person might feel like, but I'm not aggressive and I don't hit and I don't, but it's, it's but that's re- extreme. That's the extreme side of safety. There, there are a lot of gradations before that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so emotional safety is, again, at its essence, like I can be me, whatever that looks like, and I can be suffering and I can be mad at my partner, but it's okay and I'm, I'm safe. And they actually lean in, even if we have a bad moment and you're mad and I'm mad, but we come back together and we build it after maybe we had an emotional safety break, right? But we come back and we build it back up. And, and that's the thing with emotional safety. It's so subtle. I'm thinking about like how many people when we're growing up had parents that were like, our emotions were all okay. Like, oh, you're angry. No, we would hear like, don't get angry. You can't act like that. You can't be like this. Don't do that. And people tell us how to think and how to be our whole life. Again, not everybody for a lot of people though. And so then how do we know what acceptance even feels like? But we know that we crave it because something keeps gnawing at us. Like, why can't I just be me? Why can't I be mad? Why can't I be mad at you? Why can't this bother me? Well, it can. 
but you've got to work on creating that atmosphere because really a lot of us have never even had that. And so we're finding out who we are within the emotional safety of our relationship, maybe for the first time ever. Yeah. Well, and it's so weird, like how we adapt differently. Like I'm just thinking in myself is like, I'm definitely of that like avoidant attachment and avoidance has felt safe for so long Mm -hmm. that the work for me is like sort of emerging out of avoidance and that doesn't feel safe. Well, always. When I first met you, I was like, oh my God, a man that has his shit together. (laughs) Oh, he's like a therapist and he talks about emotions and I would have never guessed that you were avoidant until we got into the thick of it, right? Never had I ever. And then I was mad at you. I was like, how dare you have your own shit, dude? (laughs) I was finally ready to be with someone who was like all aware and had all their stuff figured out. Well, that is, again, not realistic either. And I'm so happy that I got to see you in human form and not... This like all-knowing, all-perfect being, which is what I needed you to be because I'm like, okay, if he's just like totally with, now I will be okay. But that actually did not happen. Well, and that also became a big like struggle for me is like that when it did get complicated and we got deeper into our relationship and then suddenly you were frustrated, angry with me because I wasn't that, then I was like, but wait a minute, you thought I was so great. Two years ago or four years ago or 10 years ago, you thought that I was like this amazing person. And now it feels like you just think I'm like, I'm horrible. And it's taken a big shift for me to realize like that both things can be true, that you still think I'm a good person, that you still love me and that you've realized I'm more complex and that I have areas of growth and that you're actually helping me. That by by pointing out these things and pushing me into discomfort, you are actually opening up this gateway to really being me authentically, but I'm just trying to figure out how to be me authentically. Yeah. And it's weird because it's a new space to occupy. And I think partners have a hard time believing, like how many times have I said to you, like, EJ, I just want you to be you. I want to see your anger and your sadness, and I want to know what I'm doing. I want to know when you're triggered. I want to know, like the negative thoughts and feelings about me. Like I want to know. And you were like, no, like that doesn't feel safe. Like that's just going to get us into a, like that you don't trust that I really want to see your messy, like bring me the messy because that makes me feel really freaking good. But because you are so good at being like the middleman and staying out of conflict your whole life, to you being messy and in the middle and having any strong emotions is super unsafe. And I'm saying, actually, no, that's what's safe for me. That's what's going to make me feel like I'm okay. And it's not just all me. Cause I used to think I'm just the crazy one. Like I just got to figure this out myself because I don't want to make EJ mad and I don't want him to get defensive and I'd rather not even deal with it at all. And then I feel like he doesn't trust me that I can, I'm like talking about you. <laughs> I'm up. right here. It feels like at the end of the day, it feels like, well, he just must not trust me because he's not getting into his messy middle. And I've asked him to, maybe he really doesn't think I can't handle it. But then when you do, right, and you're getting better and better, I feel like I love and handle your suffering so much better than I handle your avoidance and lack of suffering. But a lot of people don't know how to 
be that. Like, I, I don't know how to be that oftentimes where it's like, how do I do it? Like, how do I occupy that space? But then there's also, then you do it in the context of a intimate relationship where there's a lot going on and you have a lot of different roles that you play with each other of like, well, when is the right time to do it? Right? Like we've learned through trial and error, 11 o'clock at night is not the best time to do it. Right. But we each have rhythms. Like I think a lot of times I am messy and maybe let my walls down later at night is it's when I'm personally, I'm tired. And some of my infrastructure that keeps me like guarded and ah, don't say that, don't upset her. Like that's just not going to go well. That's when like it just ekes out, but it's not great timing. Right. You know, and that's the other you know, we're working towards a place where I can be me any old time. Please, yes. Yeah. But being me sometimes is disruptive, right? Or I'm experimenting in being me in a way that's communicated efficiently, communicated with care. Yeah. Are you, am I? Yes, I'm getting a little lost only because I'm trying to kind of come back to this idea of emotional safety, it's so complex and there's so many moving parts to it, but really like at the core piece of it, it's that we're doing our own work to feel safe within ourselves so that we don't have these unrealistic expectations of each other. This is kind of come back to vulnerability. Like I want you, EJ, to be messy any old time, but you are the one that has to trust that that's true. And then that's your work. Because I'm saying I'm here. I'm open for it. Show me any time of day. At night it is a little difficult. Mm. But that's maybe because you haven't practiced it throughout the day. And so then it builds up into this energy that maybe doesn't feel yeah. as good as it could throughout the day. And like knowing that you have like messy throughout the day or you're calling me to be like, hey, I got to let you know like what just happened was kind of triggering or whatever. Like, oh, thank you. Because then it doesn't like stay there all day and build up and build up and build up. You know, but it's, again, it's, that's your journey. I want to support you in that. And then also for my journey, because I want to take accountability here and something that I'm really proud of, really proud of, and I'm still working on it. I, I really, truly feel like building emotional safety in a relationship is constantly changing and it's around many different areas, whether it's parenting, children, intimacy, right? There's a lot of ways to build emotional intimacy and we have different reactions and triggers to, you know, many different things in life. But before I knew how to tell myself I am safe, internally safe, I would constantly just be like hoping and like praying and just like, please just come to me right now and just hug me. Like all you have to really say is it's okay. And sorry. It's okay, baby. I just never realized. Like, I never had that growing up and I didn't have any kind of dad or I had two dads that left me and were fairly abusive. And I had no idea, like, it was so young. Like, that part of me was so young that just craved you saving me, really. And just doing this huge bear hug. And it was such a bad narrative because you could never do that. You're not my parent. You could never soothe that wound. I can only do that. 
Um, and it was really hard and I'm still working on that. But now that you are being more trusting and more vulnerable, that feels almost better. You know, it is like repairing mistrust of males really for me around emotional safety because when you get defensive and you look at me like I'm coming at you I feel so alone and I felt so alone for so long when I was growing up and then I just want to it feels almost like you're a perpetrator and I know that's not you and I can intellectually say that but my heart doesn't know it still in moments, right? It still doesn't know it. I just want you to like hug me and be okay and say everything's going to be okay. Like it's, we're okay, but you get so defensive and you're not able to say that because you're just trying to protect yourself. And now I understand it better, but that is emotional safety. Like instead of me looking at you as some perpetrator who's trying to hurt me, I can now say like, oh, he's just protecting himself because that's what he's done. And But we're working on it. We're working through it. And then we are able to come back to each other so much quicker. Yeah. I mean, how in the world can I be there for you consistently and create that emotional safety if I'm not there, if I'm protecting myself, if I'm being avoidant? And yeah. so that's like, that is my work is so much in service of us and vice versa is like, if I can just be present, you know, if I can notice when I am avoiding, then bridging that gap to create that space where like, I love you and you're safe and you can be yourself entirely, Tara. I have a chance of creating that space for you if I stay present. And I have the chance of you staying more present, right? If I'm aware of what's a childhood wound based on past trauma versus our relationship as adults, right? Because I am not a child anymore and I am safe and I've created a beautiful family, a beautiful business, you know, but there's times where when we get triggered, we we go back to like little, we have our little like toddler tantrums, I call them. And then we just crave like feeling protected or safe or whatever it is. And, and so me separating, like, actually that's not EJ's job, but I can tell him like what would feel good. And and this is another thing too, which is so helpful for us because we're still growing through this and we're going to until we're 110 (laughs) is that let's just say we've had a really difficult conversation or argument, which we have weekly, right? This is just a part of being in a coupleship. But I come back, I I can't talk for you. I come back and I said, hey, let me just tell you what would have felt helpful because I would get to the point where I would start to shut down and then I would start to not feel safe with you. And so I'm trying to teach you what would feel safe to me because we're all different and you're receptive to that you know? And so we have to teach each other. It's not like we just know how to create emotional safety. We're actually opposite. We know how to freaking defend ourselves. We don't know how to lean into suffering or we wouldn't be like a freaking society of medication, everything, (laughs) you know, let's just totally avoid suffering and not look at that. Well, that's not what we're trying to be right now. And so 
we teach each other. I said, EJ, like what would have felt really good for me in that moment would have been this. And then you're receptive and you're like, okay. And yeah. And I'm like, but we could have never got there if you would not have worked on the avoidance piece. And I would have never gotten there if I wouldn't have worked on my anxious piece. And and continue to work on, right. Of, of like, of like when you're like, Hey, this would have felt good is I have to run it through a really healthy operating system. If she's just telling me what makes her feel safe and what makes her feel to be me, not that she's criticizing me and yes. telling me what I did wrong. Cause the moment I start to be like, Oh, well, well but I mean, just a few minutes ago I said this, yes. that's when oh, like you shut down even farther. And I just have to like, I have to have that intentionality and that mindfulness to be like, she's not criticizing me. She's just telling me what she wants that's a very fair request. And it's so symbiotic because if I'm able to be present in that way for her, then we can be connected because then she's her and that's who I love. I love her. I want you to be that person. And that is the essence right there of emotional safety, right? That we're both suffering in those moments. You're like internalizing, like I'm being criticized. I'm internalizing, like what a fucker, right? Like (laughs) he can't even freaking just give me a hug. Doesn't he know like that misattunement? But when we can really recognize that we are just in it together and we're suffering together, we have to help each other through it because if we don't, we just go back to childhood protecting ourselves. And that is what we see. Like for anyone listening, we see that every day, all day with couples and the shift that really happens that really make couples shift to that new narrative of really feeling connected is the minute they truly understand that they're in this suffering together. You don't have to protect yourself from the other person if there's that foundation of safety. And it's beautiful when you see it happen here with us, when you see it happen with couples. And that is like every hour I've put into my work or our work has been worth it. When you even just one couple, I mean, we've seen hundreds of couples shift, but even just one couple knowing like- It is magic. help them. Yeah. It was them, but we supported them in truly feeling free for the first time ever. It is such a magic moment when you see like couples like, and you can just feel it with them when they just have that moment of connection and safety and they're free to be me. Like it is, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, often when I- have some emotional catharsis in our podcast. It just, it's vulnerable. It takes me off guard, but I'm trying not to be fake and say what I don't mean or what I think people want to hear. I'm who I am. And this is obviously a very important concept for me. It's my main reason for being here and showing up to do the work for me and for couples is building that emotional safety. It's Everything else to me is secondary. Emotional safety is number one. And again, that for me could be because of my childhood. I'm not sure. You know, we all pick our partners for different reasons. But I really do encourage anybody to talk about what it means for you. You know, what does emotional safety mean for you? I feel like that's a great... That is a wonderful, like, walking out of this podcast as a listener of like creating a space with your partner to have the discussion that Tara and I just had, like what is emotional safety? 
How can we create an environment where we can be me? What are my own personal obstacles? Not just like what you need to do in order, but what do I need to be me to create safety internally so that we can be safe together? So have that conversation because, and no, yeah. it's not a short answer. This is not a short answer uh, test. It is a uh, a lifelong endeavor. And it is okay because some people can have this conversation and really understand it. And some couple might need the support of therapy to create that safe environment to understand what that feeling really is. Like all of it is okay. Just have that intention of like creating emotional safety consistently in a relationship. That is the ticket. That is the freaking magic ingredient. Yeah in the insane complex sauce of marriage <laughs> or relationships, not even marriage, but. Okay. And I, I do think like, you know, w- whether you're, you're where you're at and you find a counselor or a couple's counselor, or like, you know, I do think these online programs that we've created are great, like assistance in doing this work. We have relationship renovation at home is something you can do with your partner. And it's a structured way over weeks to work together, to, mm-hmm. to spurn these types of conversations. We have Relationship Ready, which is more just an individual program to understand your own attachment and your own past and relationships. They're both on our website under online programs is is it does help to have a structured approach to doing this work. It can get overwhelming and very like, I don't even know what to do next. So that is, again, that is, yeah, structure is a huge piece of of what we do. So, well, thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank you for sharing Tara and opening up and thank you for just being the most, you know, amazing partner in the world. I'm so lucky and blessed and grateful to have you. Um, I love you. I love you. Thank you for building trust that you can be messy too. I can't be messy. (laughs) I am messy. All right, everybody. Well, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and we will see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and you just singing on the train. Me and you listening to the rain. Me and you, we are the same. Me and you have all the fame we need. Indeed, you and me are we. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.